G'day, uh, my name is Tim Johnson. You're here with the Spike Podcast. The Spike Podcast is an Australian-based marketing and content-focused discussion. Each week, we chat to interesting marketing professionals, journalists, and individuals about their stories and views on current affairs with a view towards future-proofing in an evolving industry. I'm here today with my co-host, Alex Whitlock. Good morning. Tim, how are you going? Very well, thanks. Good to have you here. One of the main things that we address across the Spike Native Network is new and upcoming exciting developments for our customers and for our clients. Mainly in 2017, that focus has been on video. Today we have with us founder and director of Hustle Media, Hugh Humphreys. Good morning, Hugh. Good to be here. What we really wanted to dive in today was um, was really some tips and tricks around video, a uh, bit of a, a more of a, a long-term perspective of video for the future and also what's been happening in 2017. I mean, we have seen uh, a huge amount of video come across uh, our platform in uh, just just this year, uh, more so than um, uh, than any new uh, any other form of content. What I wanted to ask you was really. How do you get to a point when you come in and, and uh, to, to talk to a new client about video strategy and execution? How do you come to a point where you say, righto, we need to start producing video of X kind, of X type? And how do we go from there to building that into uh, our media plan for uh, the foreseeable future? You hit it on the head right there. I think that it's really never about one thing in isolation and people who say yeah we really want to make some video we really want to do this it's kind of like well where does that fit in with the rest of what you do you know what platform is it sitting on is it going you know natively on facebook say for example or is it an instagram platform or twitter or sitting exclusively on the website that you're then directing traffic back to on whatever platform it is like i think there's no way that you can just suggest and say we need to make more video without a broader strategy behind it and i think that's something that people kind of get a little bit confused about sometimes they say yeah we want to make more video because they hear it thrown around as something that you know if it's not video it's it doesn't count as content a lot of times people talk about that and you know the way that video is so important but i would start that conversation by saying well what do you want to get out of it because you know that yeah. different platforms tell a different story get different results and have different purposes how well informed do you find that your clients are when it comes to so you make a decision you see video and you say oh look we want to get involved in that how much do you find that your clients really understand what the objectives are with video when they, when they sort of come along and, and sort of engage you? A real range. I think mm. some people who have either worked with different video producers before or have dabbled in it in a way or even have done some stuff themselves and say, you know, we're shooting video on our iPhones or whatever. We want to increase the production values or the, you know, the, the, the quality of the content that we can make from it. So they've got a bit of an understanding of what people are watching or what people are engaging with, but they want to take it to the next level. They're the ones yeah. I think are the most involved and say, okay, that they know what they want. They kind of have a bit of an understanding of it that you don't have to take them 10 steps back to say, this is, or to, before you want to make all this video and, you know, spend money making video because it is effectively not, you know, the cheapest of exercises. It's much yeah. cheaper to just take a photo or write something yourself or whatever than it is to produce really good video content. But, you know, take some people, you've really got to start, take, okay, take a step back and say, what do you want to get out of it? How can you repurpose it to get the most bites of the cherry? Whether you want to, you know, making content just for social media engagement and then talk about whether you want to repurpose it for advertising or, you know, different kinds of things that you can do with it. Yeah, you touched on uh, on the strategy there and uh, and promotional side of once you've actually uh, produced uh, any video content. How important is that in your process uh, in order to make sure a video uh, production is successful? I think it's really key. Like if you're not asking yourself, why are we doing this? And what is the, you know, the purpose that we're going to get out of it? Then I don't 
know if there's much point doing it at all, you know, because there's there's many ways and bites you can get out of one content cherry. So you could say we want to, you know, make this really great brand piece that, you know, kind of a big corporate brand video that shows all the wonderful things that are happening in the brand. But then you can use the great content you shoot from that to make, you know, smaller video pieces or little vignettes or Instagram videos or reuse it to make, you know, 15 or 30 second Facebook ads or however you want to use it. There's so many different options you can use in in, in that regard that mm. if you don't start thinking about that at the start when you're making it, you'll often get stuck and go, oh, we haven't got enough stuff so we can then repurpose it, reuse it and think longer term more than just, oh, we want to put a video on social media this week. Yeah, look, I think you, you touched on a really good point there about repurposing. And I think this is a, a really interesting debate happening in uh, in video content at the moment as to being able to repurpose particular videos that were shot for a particular purpose for different channels. And so obviously, you know, social media videos are going to be significantly shorter than any other kind of video. So what what's the is there a perfect time that you would shoot something for social media? How do you how do you advise clients is is there a rule of thumb? I think short is, you know, I would recommend people to make video that's shorter than, okay. rather than longer yep. for a social media purpose. But you know, I, I say that on one hand, but then on the other hand, if you're going to make say live video or you know, do some really great Facebook live broadcasts and yeah, put some good yeah. production to that, I would actually recommend longer rather that's than shorter though, because it? it's a because whole entirely yeah. different game exactly. Yeah, and absolutely. then you know, but you can make something short and have it still get no, no attention, and yeah. you can make a longer piece of video. But if it's really, really good, people will so watch it. It comes people... down to content, really, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly, yeah, yeah. That, like there is a real element to you can't just say we're going to make some video for the purpose of making video. You know, it yeah. needs to tell a story. It needs to have good visuals. It needs to have something to say and add to your brand and you know the purpose behind mm. what the messages you're trying to say. Like you can't just say we're going to make some some video because if you go okay, why? What's what what the hell's the point? So this brings me on to something which which I'm sort of interested in. So from a client perspective, if if I decide I'm going to engage in video, video can be an extremely expensive process if I don't sort of work to if I if I don't know what my outcomes are. So how do you uh, how should somebody engage in video whether they bring in somebody like you to to produce and to create it or whether they do it themselves? How can you work out sort of what your ROI is when you go into this? If, if, assume it's for a commercial purpose. Yeah, well, I think it depends on how much, you know, for example, how much I'm putting behind the strategy. Because sometimes, yep. you know, say clients come to us and say, we've got this video brief, go and make it, produce it, here you go. And then mm. they do the rest of it. You know, they're the ones managing the content, making okay. their ads with it, all that other kind of future stuff. But if clients come to us from that earlier stage and say, okay, we want to, you know, get more revenue or generate more users or leads or whatever it is with this particular kind of content or whether it's education content or, you know, brand, you know, brand value content, all that kind of stuff. If they say, we want to make this for this purpose, that's when you say, okay, well, you can, I guess the conversation around like how to promote it then comes into that hand as well. Because a lot of people... And what kind of metrics you want to use behind that. Exactly. Because, you know, it's very easy to just say views or reach or engagement and, you know, throw those terms around to people who aren't familiar with what they mean. But you know, people can be very easily confused by saying, yeah, we've had this many video views on Facebook, but really that means just one second playing in your timeline as you scroll past. Exactly. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. there's more valuable metrics for watching content like 10 second views as opposed to you okay. know, just a view in general. Yeah. And, you know, reach and engagement is obviously, you know, they all kind of come, come in together to have a play in what mm. the value you're getting out of your content just from, say, Facebook alone and then you know, the other metrics that combine with that, say if you're looking at Instagram or your web traffic or how long people are spending on your site, mm-hmm. you know, YouTube views, all those kind of things. It's, yeah. So it's a real horses for courses kind of game. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I would tell my clients that different platforms have different 
purposes for benefits of types of video you know mm. you'd shoot things different ways say if it was on instagram i'd either recommend people to do more vertical video in that sense rather than you know full 16 by 9 horizontal hd kind yeah, of style yeah, video that yeah. you'd yeah. want to put yeah. on youtube something like that you know it's it's a real and it's really complicated and I, I totally understand why clients can get very confused and overwhelmed by that in the sense of someone saying to them okay here are these you know for example five or six potential different platforms that this video is going to go on and it needs to be look different here have different editing requirements and all this stuff and all this work and time and and money that has to go into that sometimes people are like okay wow that's I have no idea what any of that's going to lead me to so just look, I think at this point just just give us a bit of background to to yourself and to hustle media I know that you are just having, having around i know you're a journalist by trade yeah just, just give us a bit of an insight into how what took you into video and 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 just a bit of background to hustle sure so we are just over a year old we had our yes. first birthday a couple of weeks ago which is congratulations thank you very exciting and a little overwhelming to realize how <laughs> much we've done and how quickly it's happened in, in 12 months but um so when we started i think our i guess our original idea of what we would end up doing would be more around actual social media content management and okay. strategy and you know that kind of consulting and and management of various clients platforms but it very quickly evolved into people wanting more video work just because we knew a lot of you know we worked with a lot of other contractors and you understand content and you, and you understand broadcast because your background absolutely is- yeah my background from that before was i worked in radio for a number of years yeah. and then i worked in um, both you know digital content like digital and social media content and mm. uh, like a media media and PR kind of role as well at the Parramatta Reels National yes. NRL team. Yeah. Um, so I was there for four years as well. So a real kind of broad skill set. And my co-founder, Sarah, Sarah Neal, was, um, has also come from a background like that, a real content yep. development and strategy for sports teams, entertainment and magazines and, and media as well. Uh, so, yeah, we just kind of fell into people saying we want to make these videos and we had a good network of um, videographers that we worked with. And then it just kind of... Snowboard. Yeah, yeah, it went from there. Uh, that's that's amazing, Hugh. I really wanted to touch on uh, exciting things in 2017 for um, for the world of video and for Hustle Media. I mean, a lot of the video content that we um, that we put across the network for our clients is obviously geared towards our network, which is very professionally minded. A lot of the video content that we get is sort of market updates, interview based stuff, and uh, whilst very informative, some can be pretty stock. Uh, stock standard. I think, yeah. you, can, I think you can um, do that kind of content. It, it can be dull. Yeah. Um, Look, it's you're dealing with dry, often with dry content. Exactly and I think- right. And so, uh, you know, obviously the Royal Easter show is pretty fun and, and you've done- Yeah, that done, was one um, of the great things we did. Yeah. Done some content there and then and then obviously um, a lot of work with rugby league. What's what's exciting and what's fun and what what are, what are some new sort of ideas that are coming up? Well, or, may, or maybe, sorry, maybe within the, just so look, looking at that within- and we, we've all seen, you know, many or certainly, you know, working in verticals as I do, lots of round tables videoed of, you know, sort of middle aged folk sitting there sort of drinking <laughs> yes. their water. So how, yes. just in the context of where you've got, I think good fun stuff is, e- it, it's not easy, but it's it's easier to do some quite creative stuff and to, to really extrapolate. Yeah, I know what you mean. When you have with, a, with the dry stuff, how when how? you have a really exciting event, it's much easier to yeah, find easy absolutely. things that look yeah. really great. You know, and video especially is all about like color movement, right? Like yes. you want to be able to attract people's attention and do something fun, and you know, and also audio creativity in that as well. But when you yeah, when you have a more dry 
yeah. event, or, or you know, kind so of how, like how industry that, trade how can you bring content that to life a little bit more. Um, I think it it really comes down to purpose, and you know, there are honestly some some occasions and some times where I have recommended very much to clients that maybe video is not the way to go for this particular okay. kind of content. Yep. I think people get really hung up on oh, it has to be good, video, yeah. it has to be video because that's what yep. everyone's talking about. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and but truly, I'm like, if this video is so boring that I'm only going to watch ten seconds of it and then mm. never watch it ever again, whereas yeah. if it was in an article form or written in a really creative you know, f- combination of photos and, and text and article or even style a podcast, thing. Like, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, the right kind of content has the right kind of, has the right platform. And I'll, I'm very much inclined to actually not always watch, you know, the autoplay videos that pop up on media sites and things like that and scroll through and actually read it on a text. That's because really of, good. Because of my really context, advice, if I'm yeah. you know, on a bus or a train or, you know, want to read something quickly, I can mm. read something much faster than I can watch the full five minute video of, for example. Yep. So, so, again, so again, so here it comes again, it comes back to content. So, not being blinded by I want to have a video is really sort of focus on the content itself and work out what the most effective way is for the audience to engage with that content. And like you say, in, in yeah. some instances, it may be put the cameras away. We don't want to watch, you know, five people in grey suits sitting around a table. Yeah. You know, maybe, just, but, the, but the content that they're delivering may be better, may be better served up through another form. Another yeah, form. because, okay. you know, the people are not going to interact with things if they're not, you know, told the right way or framed the right way. And, yeah. you know, there's always... There are, are good ways of telling, you know, certain stories and, and sharing certain content and there are not great ways of sharing the exact yeah. same thing, you know. So I think that's that's a big one. But I guess going back to your point about um, new things, it's not really new now, I guess. It's been around for uh, 12 months or so now, I guess, in the sense of live video, which okay. I'm still cons- – yeah. I'm very under – I'm very – actually, I'm very surprised at how few, you know, big brands, publishers, corporations, all those kinds of things are not – how, how few of them are actually using live video how, to its how, full how advantage. How little it's been adopted. Yeah, in the sense of, you know, good production values and, you know, good quality audio and lighting and, you know, potential for, you know, multi-camera kind of setups and, and vision switching sure. like a potential like a TV kind of style so video. You, is this around sort of sort of events, conferences? Is this around... All give kinds a bit of, of things, okay. you know, for like, well, so I guess, you know, as a disclaimer, that's one of the things that we do a lot of, <laughs> I should yeah. say. I should say that to start with, that we actually kind of fell into it with um, GQ. We did yes, their, uh, yeah. we did the... We, they were the first ones we did a really great live video with for with last year for their Men of the Year Awards. Yep. We did their yeah. whole red carpet interview set up with, you know, multi camera multiple cameras and, and audio and everything and that was that worked amazingly for I think, their I think, their you know, looking from a radio background, you're used to doing things live. I think some people yes. we, we do a lot of events. <laughs> we and, and people get scared by things that are live. People get scared about going on stage and, and doing an address. Absolutely. It's and with the cameras there as well, I think there's that extra dimension for the client of the fear factor. So how do you Yeah, it's terrifying. How do you but guys it's manage also, that? Yeah. But that's what makes it it's so exciting. Fun, oh, of course know? it is. Yeah. yeah. And but you know, I think for, for different brands or businesses or or events or whatever it is, there's different ways of using live. And I think that's what yeah. I've actually been surprised at seeing people even give it a go, even if it ends up, you know, if it might be just shot on an iPhone or not the best quality audio or whatever, but just creative ways of actually trying it out Sometimes and using the roar it. Is, uh, yeah, like I said, yeah. you know, Domain, for example, they often do um, auctions on the weekend on their Facebook yeah. page mm-hmm. live, like really big auctions. And, um, you know, sometimes it might be the video quality might be a bit rubbish because it's shot on an iPhone and the audio the might be completely hopeless. But at least it's something different yeah. and innovative that they're trying to give it a go. And I... I think how high will he go? Who's going to put another bid in? Yeah, and people people watch and people are. It's something that people are interested yeah, of in. Of course, Look, I think there's there's potential ways for them to do it better, or, or you know, to yeah. make it even better. But you know, I, I like seeing brands or businesses or publishers having a, a crack at doing something new. I agree. Because 
more often than actually maybe not more often than not but there's you know a really good chance that if you're doing something new that no one else is doing in a telling a story in a creative way especially with live video you get a, a real benefit of people engaging with it and that people are really into it and facebook loves the live video algorithm yeah. it bumps it up the and algorithm that comes down so to much again, and people watch it multiple again, is, times yeah is the content not so if you're saying someone's you know filming it on an iphone if they've got good content i think there's a bit of forgiveness for the audience if the quality of the filming isn't quite as good as, as sure. crystal clear stuff with you know sort of something that's not of interest totally but i think there's also the the risk that people will watch for less amount of time yep. if the technical quality is not very good. Yep, for, you okay. know, even if it's an exciting and interesting event, if it is, you know, if the audio is crackly or too loud or the vision is blurry or not loading properly or not very well, that's the first thing I'm going to do, switch off. Like, And that's not from a, necessarily from a content perspective. That's just from a interest perspective, mm. like yeah. a human perspective, you know. If it's, if it's hard to watch, if it's uncomfortable, if it's, you know, not pleasant or, you know, hurting my ears or eyes or whatever it is, I have the luxury of being able to scroll past it. So I think that's, you know, that's a, just a real practical step. But um, So what's, what's, what's the most exciting thing that you've done to date for, for a client where it's really got sort of the heart beating? And, uh, or, or what have you got that's coming up that's really got you excited in terms of cutting edge stuff? A lot of the, I love live video. It's yeah. my favorite thing to do just because it's, you know, the, there's always, I guess, the slight danger of something going wrong or, <laughs> yeah, the, or something the, failing and having to make workarounds. But, you know, that being said, so many of the live videos that we've done, there are things that do go wrong or something happens mm. or a guest isn't ready in time and, you know, or whatever it is that might be that, but you, you, you roll through it, you work through it. And the nature of it is it doesn't have to be perfect because it is live like that. And you can be a bit more, a bit more forgiving. I think a bit more forgiving as an audience. Oh, totally. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's much more fun to produce, especially when you've got, say, multiple cameras yeah. set up. So we did a, uh, we did an event for uh, Vogue, their, okay. their Vogue Codes event, which is their women in tech that uh, events that they started last year with just I think a breakfast or a, a kind of a conference style event one in Sydney and Melbourne last year and this year they did, did I think eight different events around Australia in terms of with really huge audiences because I think it's, it's which has been really great for them to kind of get in that space and explore the you know women in technology space and be a real leader in that area but uh, we did we managed with Facebook all of their um Facebook live broadcast from their Big okay. Vogue Codes live conference, which was great. Like that, we yeah, we worked with a really great technical team there. And um, was this the first thing for them in terms of? Is it was this new for them? Absolutely, okay. very much new for them. So they were working, um, yeah, like I think with Facebook, and then Facebook kind of got us on board to, to yeah. actually produce the live video for them, which was which was awesome. It's Just a really great yeah. experience and. Um, Did any, was there anything go wrong? Was there any sort of actually, heart in your mouth moments? No, I have to say, oh, my heart was always in my mouth at those events just because I'm, you know, I worry about it. But um, I have to say it actually went completely off without a hitch. Fantastic. Which was, um, yeah, just a really good event with, you know, really tech people that know what they're doing and, you know, great camera crew that we had and, um, you know, good talent from Vogue. That's the thing. It wasn't just, you know, it looked beautiful and the event was all nice and the audio quality and production was great. There was just really good talent with really interesting stories that they were, you know, we did a few of the um, live streamed, a few of the panel discussions or, you know, kind of yeah. conferences or keynotes. And then just some other like, um, you know, just one-on-one -on -one kind of conversations with a couple of people as well. And it was just, you know, I learned heaps from just from being there on the day. Yeah. And I had a really good time and I know that, you know, they got a really good reaction to that content online as well. So um, win. Yeah, that, yeah, that was one of the most fun things we've done in recent months yeah yeah that sounds great fun well look so just sort of to, to summarize i think think what we've, we've, we've touched across a lot of points here today but i i think the main things we've come come across is is quality of content i mean that's always been the case but particularly so with video because you know you've, you've really got to grab someone in that first three seconds the second thing is simplicity and uh an adaptation to to a medium yeah um, you know even with facebook live as you said there's so many moving parts which you can uh you can only control to a certain extent so having a really clear clear plan and keeping things 
something simple, I think, uh, is is really important. And then, um, and further to that, the strategy side of things is uh, planning beyond what you know, just filming a YouTube film or a, a YouTube movie or um, a particular piece of content. Planning beyond in terms of uh, repurposing it to other mediums, but also planning beyond to be able to distribute it out to your target audience. Totally, I've, you really hit the nail on the head there. I think just mentioning about being able to repurpose your content, one thing that has surprised me being you know out doing this for 12 months now is the lack of content that some businesses have that is like legacy content like if you say oh have you got vision of this event from a couple of years ago or this thing there people say right. no i have no idea mm. like people are truly terrible at archiving and yeah. keeping record of their okay. own kind of you know what's the word i'm looking for like corporate history corporate memory and corporate history like they can't say oh we've got great photos of this or great video of this and because either they've worked with, you know, different, you know, different yeah. agencies or different production companies or different whatever along the way and somewhere it's got lost, hasn't been stored properly. Oh, yeah, it's probably here somewhere, but I have no idea where to find it. Yeah. And that's what I mean when I talk about repurposing stuff. Like it's really great, you know, businesses have great histories and great, um, you know, brand memory of things that happened, you know, and that whole kind of thing of what's old is new again. And, yeah. and yeah. people are very nostalgic for, for old style content. As well, if you say, you know, here's an ad that we did for, you know, like Coke or something like that, that we posted up 20 years ago, like people love it and think it's hilarious because it is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there are so many brands that don't have really good, you know, archiving or, or memory that you can sure. then reuse and repurpose and say, hey, here's some great overlay of this great thing that happened. You can recombine with a new voice or a new, you know, new graphics, new whatever. Oh, Reinvigorate. And there you go, you've got an ad without having to shoot uh, anything new. How many Coke campaigns would just be repurposed from 25 oh, years ago? Oh, they're just great. You look at those, aren't <laughs> they're they're good, just, aren't they? just fantastic. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the, way that, the way the water drips down the bottle edge, you know, it looks <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hugh Humphreys uh, from Hustle Media. It's been fantastic to have you on the show. Uh, thanks very much for coming in. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to The Spike Podcast. If you've got any questions for our team or otherwise our guest, Hugh, you can reach us at info at spike.com.au. Follow us on social through our website. We'll see you next time.